ask yourself a challenge question, an acid test question of every single contact in your database. Would you call this person? Real estate is a relationship business, a know you, like you, trust you business. That is the winning combination with consumers. In fact, every year, the National Association of Realtors publishes a report called the Profile of Home Buyers and Home Sellers. And in that report, every year they analyze how is it that a buyer or a seller comes to work with a specific agent. And by a mile, every single year, the number one source of business for all agents everywhere, buyers and sellers, is repeat referral business. Now, repeat means they've worked with you before, and they're willing to do it again. So there's a level of proof already involved. Referral means they're so confident in your abilities, they're willing to recommend you to others they know. And that referral, I call it the referral coefficient because you don't know how many people that could be. If you look across your database of past clients and sphere of influence contacts, you don't have any idea how many opportunities there could be in daily, weekly, monthly conversations whereby those folks could be your biggest fans, your raving fans, and they're chomping at the bit to talk about why folks should work with you, whether they're looking to buy, sell, invest, they have to work with you. Real estate is a relationship business, a know you, like you, trust you business. That is the winning combination with consumers. In fact, every year, the National Association of Realtors publishes a report called the Profile of Home Buyers and Home Sellers. And in that report, they analyze how do buyers and sellers find the agent with whom they work when they're buying or selling a house. And every year, like clockwork, invariably, by a mile, the number one source of business for all agents, buyers and sellers, is repeat referral. Now, repeat means They've worked with you before and they're willing to do it again. So there's a level of, this was good the first time, let's do it again. Referral, I talk about the referral coefficient with my coaching clients a lot. Because when you look across your database of past clients, sphere of influence contacts, you don't know how many folks they know. It's kind of a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And so you have no earthly idea how many potential opportunities there are to receive a referral. Now, when was the last time you thought about what it takes to make a referral, to recommend somebody? Because doing business with you, again, repeat business means I was happy the first time, let's do this again. But being willing to make a referral, a recommendation says, I'm so confident in this person's ability to deliver you a quality experience, I'm willing to recommend them at the sake of my own reputation with you. Making a referral is no light action, but again, real estate is a know you, like you, trust you business. And trust is a, an interesting word. I'm not talking about personal trust. I'm going out of town this weekend and I trust you to watch my dog. That's personal trust. I'm describing professional trust. I'm so confident in your skill set. I'm willing to either work with you, work with you again, or make the recommendation for somebody else to work with you. No like trust. This is a relationship business, not a transactional business. Lots of agents treat it transactionally. Oh, if they're not looking to buy or sell right now, they're not on my radar whatsoever. But again, you don't know what people are thinking or who they're talking to who may be thinking about buying or selling. And so the only way the math works with your database is to be all in all the time, 24 seven agent for life. So why is it so many agents struggle to stay in touch with their database contacts? And I would argue there's two common tales. One is they're afraid of looking salesy. They don't wanna look like that agent who's pushy and always making phone calls, but it's so obvious. The only reason they're reaching out is to see if they can find a sneaky way to get into a, hey, are you uh, thinking about selling your house this year kind of conversation? So they don't wanna be exploitative of their relationships. That's one reason. Now, the other reason why a lot of folks lose contact with their database is because, 
I haven't talked to so-and-so in so long. It's been years. And so if I reached out to them now, that's just going to be super awkward. It's easier to put it off. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. A year becomes two years, becomes three years. When will you stop putting it off and recognize the massive potential that is your database? So today we're going to talk about how to reestablish relationship with your long lost contacts. Welcome to This Week in Marketing. My name is Jason Pantana. I am your instructor and I'm so glad you're here. If you're new to the channel, please make sure to tap the big red subscribe button and there's a little bell icon right next to it. Hit that to receive notifications so whenever new videos just like this one get published, you're the first to know about it. Hey, quick sidebar. Are you looking to elevate your brand online? I'm talking Google, I'm talking email, I'm talking social media and video. If the answer is yes, Yes, then make sure to check out our series of courses, Marketing Pro. It's three separate courses. They're all video-based. You can watch the videos as often as you want. You can speed me up or slow me down. There's screen share and step-by-step -step demonstration on exactly how to crush it with email, with social media and video, with your local SEO through your Google business profile. Click the link in the description for more details. Without further ado, let's get to work on your database. Now, first things first, if you don't have your database organized into a CRM or even a spreadsheet, you need to do that. Whereby you have all their contact information in one place because when you have organized contact information, you can do stuff with it. You can retarget them with ads, you can send them emails, you can make phone calls, you can have different communication channels based upon your different points of contact info. So it could be as simple as make a spreadsheet with name, number, email address, physical mailing address, maybe their birthday, if you can get that information. And this may require that you're gonna have to go send some messages and try to fill in data. And maybe if you can fill it in partially, but not completely, then maybe you consider some kind of a third-party tool like a Spokio or a True People Search or a Ben Verified to skip trace the missing contact info because the first thing you need in order to effectively multi-channel market and nurture a database is an organized list of contacts. Again, a CRM or just a spreadsheet with all that information. Now, once your database is organized into a spreadsheet, into a CRM, from there, you're gonna ask yourself a challenge question and ask a test question of every single contact in your database. Would you call this person? Making a phone call is kind of a personal communication channel. There are far more impersonal communication channels than making a phone call. Now, if you're somebody who has been looking for every excuse imaginable to not make your calls, I am not here to enable you. I'm here to facilitate you getting on a path to making your phone calls. So if that's you, you know it, and I'm not here to enable not making calls. However, let us recognize that, I don't know, making a phone call versus sending a postcard, there are far gap between impersonal and personal. So the goal of today's conversation is to establish a plan of action whereby you can take those long lost contacts, utilize more impersonal communication channels to go layer by layer through the levels of intimacy, outer circle to middle circle to inner circle to move people back into a state of relationship so you can fully mine, fully leverage the potential of your database. Now, when it comes to working your database, the objective is to take the contacts with whom you're out of touch, the stranger danger contacts, and move them from out of touch to they're in your inner circle. Think of these as levels of intimacy that would define your relationship with your different past clients and your different sphere of influence contacts because those relationships are not all the same. Not everybody is in your call confidence where you feel like you have uh, the authority or the right to make a phone call because that's a little bit more of a personal mode of communication. Well, some marketing channels or communication channels are more impersonal 
and they can be used in different levels. But the objective is if you've got folks who are outer circle, your goal is to get them into the middle circle. If you have folks who are middle circle, the goal is to get them to the inner circle and to use the appropriate communication channels at each of those different levels with the intention of moving them to the next level and bringing them in. How do you bring your people in? Because it's a no like trust business and all the trust is in that inner circle. Now, first things first, let's talk about your outer circle contacts. And this is sort of your own qualitative judgment in terms of who do you believe is outer circle? These are likely folks with whom you've desperately, like you've lost contact. Or they could be folks that you just don't know that well. Maybe they're like your parents, friends, something to that effect. And the objective of your outer circle communications is to get them to middle circle. You want to get to know them better. So you have to use channels that meet them where they are with the intention of drawing them closer into relationship with you. So for example, postcards. Now, postcards could be cost prohibitive, but they are a very easy, very impersonal communication channel or marketing channel to put you on their radar to create awareness whereby maybe you start sending postcards to your database contacts who are outer circle. Another option you may consider is email marketing. If you're, for instance, sending out a weekly newsletter, maybe it's a digest of all the content you share across the web and social media every week, and it's a value packed email, maybe add them to the list, assuming you have their email address and the permission to email them. Now, if you're sending out what I like to call canned garbage, then I wouldn't add them to the list. And here's why. You're already using a very impersonal communication channel. And if you're sending out canned emails, that only reinforces the fact that you don't know each other. You want to use value-packed content with the intention of bringing them closer, drawing them into relationship with you. Another option for outer circle communications is retargeting ads. So platforms like Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest as well, all of these platforms have ad portals. And in those ad portals, you have the ability as an advertiser to upload your contact list as a spreadsheet, a CSV file, whereby Facebook or Instagram or whatever the platform you're using is can scan through your list of contacts and match up with its own database of users and start showing your ads to Sally and Jimmy and Sue and all the people who are in your list. And because you're retargeting the content you're producing on social, that organic content, being the knowledge broker, demonstrating expertise, creating and cultivating this no like trust sensibility within your people who follow you, well, why not use that same content to retarget your database? Because that content is really effective in terms of getting you seen and liked and known. You should be creating content for social media, but let's, let's acknowledge that just because you post on Facebook or Instagram doesn't mean your database contacts see it. But what if you put money behind it and you retargeted them with that same content? First things first, if you have outer circle contacts, you need a layer of communication that is designed to draw them into relationship. Next up is our middle circle layer. These are the people that you know, but the kinds of communication channels that seem most apropos for this level of intimacy include, for instance, event invitations. So maybe you're throwing a summer barbecue with your team, or there's a big holiday party, some kind of a large scale community or database client party, something where they can come and blend in and not feel like it's super awkward. It's not a one-on-one coffee meeting. So for instance, an event invitation. Now, not like a super personal, awkward, like, oh my gosh, is anybody else coming kind of event? More like a summer barbecue or some kind of a large scale client party or neighborhood block party. Something whereby they can come and feel like they don't, it's not super awkward, but they can still get connected. Events are an incredible catalyst to foster relationships with people. And because it's an invitation to an event and it's so inclusive, you can call them, text them, email them, you're going to be in rapport no matter what you do because you're inviting them to something. Leverage events as a catalyst for facilitating relationships. Another option in terms of a good middle circle 
level of communication that's kind of personal and impersonal right in the middle, split down the center, is branded gifts or swag style gifts. Not like a, how did you know, super personal, only their BFF kind of gift, not like that. More of just a general here, it's a nice, it's a coupon for a local coffee shop. It's it's a branded special Yeti mug, something like that that can be used to draw people into relationship, but it's not like, I can't, you shouldn't have, wow, what's your name again? This is creepy. Not like that kind of a gift. Gifts can be an effective way to drive relationship with your middle circle contacts. Some of these have a lot of money attached. Some of these cost things to do, like postcards and so forth. Some of them though, we haven't talked about yet, are actually free. So for example, commenting on social media. What would it look like if you organized a favorites list or something like that on Instagram or Facebook of all your past clients in Sphere, and you strategically went to comment on what they posted. When they published content on Facebook or Instagram, you commented and then they replied, and before you know it, you're in conversation. You can use commenting as a way to get in relationship, plus you're priming the algorithm to work to your benefit. And it's not just social media commenting, it's also your DMs. I would argue that DMing somebody might take a little bit more oomph than commenting on their post, but either way, leveraging a platform like Instagram or Facebook, comments and DMs to facilitate dialogue and get in conversation is absolutely setting you up to cross the chasm of middle contact to inner circle contact. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about email, not mass email, but one-to-one -one email, like me sending you an email as a super effective communication channel for a middle circle contact, uh, asking questions, getting a relationship, sending something useful over, something along those lines, you gotta leverage email as well. Now the last is the inner circle of contacts. This is the most desirous. I want everybody to be in your inner circle whereby you could call them whenever and it wouldn't be awkward for you in the, in the slightest. You could text them, you could pop by their property or by their work and it wouldn't be even remotely weird for you to do something like that because you were truly in relationship with these folks. No, like, trust, personal trust and professional trust because that's where the opportunity is to generate repeat referral business is to cultivate a sense of community within your database. And to do that, you have to be in relationship. Outer circle, middle circle, inner circle, bring people into the fold. Now, the purpose of today's video is not to make you have to jump through a bunch of hoops of fires to make a phone call or send a text. Far from it. It's because I know so many of you aren't making your phone calls and aren't sending those texts because you feel like you can't. You're uncomfortable, it feels awkward, you feel like you're out of rapport or relationship with folks, and so the simple solution has been for many of you to cut them out, to not call them, to not text them, and that's hardly a solution. So by all means, if you're somebody who doesn't struggle with an aversion or an apprehension to make those calls or text, more power to you. Make those calls, make those texts, bring people into relationship. If, however, you are the person who struggles because you don't want to be that salesy, pushy agent, or it's been such a long time, it'd be easier just to let them go than try to suffer the awkwardness of re-engaging them, consider this plan today. Outer circle, middle circle, inner circle. Using more impersonal modes of communication with the intention of drawing people into relationship. Tom Ferry talks about earning a 10% yield every year off your database. That means if you have a thousand contacts in your database, past clients, sphere of influence contacts, then you should be generating through repeat referral channels, a hundred deals a year off that database. The sad truth is most of you aren't actually working all 1000 contacts. You're working a handful, a couple dozen maybe, with whom you're actually in inner circle levels of relationship. But if you want the math to work, that 10% yield, you gotta be all in 100% of the way. No ifs, ands, or buts. Real estate is a relationship business, a know you, like you, trust you business. Do you have the right plan in place? 
to generate that sense of and cultivate that sense of know, like, and trust? Are you building a community that rewards you with repeat and referral business? That's for you to decide. Until next week, this is This Week in Marketing.